Hello and welcome to Horror Court Trash Over, the show that discusses all the masterpieces and trash to pieces of genre cinema. My name is Chris. And I'm Gary. And this week we're coming at you with another Halloween classic. Um, much like Anibaba, this was my choice. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Yeah. Uh, my opinion, definitely a classic Halloween film. I think so. Cheesy, 80s, goofy, and gateway horror, would you say? Yeah, yeah. There are some surprisingly terrifying moments in this. Yeah. Um, some moments that always take me by surprise, because it's a 12 here in the UK, but there's some stuff that's like, oh, that, that pushes it to its limit, surely. Yeah, it, it takes that sort of goofy B-movie horror from the sort of 50s and 60s and makes it very 80s, I think. And yeah, I wouldn't say it's family friendly necessarily, despite it being a 12 here in the UK, but it's, it, you know, it's not gruesome to the extent of other films. No, it's, you know, it's definitely... You know, we're, we're not talking The Exorcist here, which is the other Halloween classic film it's, we've discussed Yeah, this it's, year. it's definitely gateway horror, especially for this time of year. Um, also, stoner horror, if you fancy a challenge. Um, yeah. Because I can, I can imagine... I can imagine what this... Uh, I mean, I've never done drugs myself, but I can imagine what this film would be like on drugs. Um, and I'm sure the filmmakers can as well. I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm sure this film, I'm sure the budget, a big portion of it went on wigs and a big portion of it went on drugs because this is fucking insane. This film, <laughs> it, it it's it's goofy. It's <laughs> it's very goofy. I, I don't know what the fuck they were thinking, but I I love it. It's it's fantastic. Um, written and directed by Stephen Chaldo. Uh, now I hope I'm pronouncing this right because. The whole Chaldo family worked on this film. Oh. Um, he just directed short films and a TV special called Alien Christmas. Co-written... Ah, sounds good. Yeah, co-written by Charles Chaldo, uh, who was the guy in the bag in Theodore Rex. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, he did visual effects for The Lost Boys as well. Oh, nice. Uh, and an uncredited Edward Chaldo wrote it also. Um... All three of the brothers worked on special effects for Critters 1 to 4, Team America World Police, Pinata Survival Island, Ernest Ooh. Scared Stupid, and loads more. Right. Okay. Okay. It's a shame, really, that I didn't go on to do more no. feature films. No. Yeah. Um, it is a shame, and it's quite strange, actually, because this has gained a cult following over the years, and there's actually a uh, 3D sequel, which is it's been in development how for years oh. um, but we are getting a video game adaptation next are, year so yes. slow well do you know over the last few years particularly this has become a big part of pop culture um i first discovered it when i was just get, getting into horror well i i was going for one of those stages where i just wanted to watch as much as i could and this just randomly came up and one of those stages <laughs> Well, when's that going to end? <laughs> always, but this this day I like I binge watched so much, and this was one of the random films I watched, and it was just so wildly different to everything else I'd watched. Um, it took me a while to realize it was actually intentionally a comedy and not so bad. It's good, um, but no, 
once you realize that what they're doing here it, it is a, a work of genius and um, when you know when you can pull off a film where you've got a barking balloon dog um and, and it still be a good film you're onto something now yeah it's one of those films that is is, is parodying a certain kind of film yeah. but has an affection for it mm-hmm. and i find that with these kind of parodies if you don't have an affection for the films that you're parodying, it doesn't work. Like, if Kevin Williamson didn't love slasher films, Scream wouldn't have worked. You, do you understand where I'm yeah, coming yeah, from? Yeah, yeah. So they must, this must have been quite a passion project for them. You know, I'm, I'm assuming this. I mean, I, I don't know the brothers. Um, but I'm assuming, you know, the kind of films they watched when they were younger inspired the making of this film yeah and i didn't watch it until i met you no i'm sure i'd heard of it but it wasn't top of my to watch list yeah i mean I'm, I'm, i'll be interested to see how many people have heard of it um because like i said it's only over the last few years that i've noticed it's kind of came into the public eye a lot more like i i mean like i said i only knew it existed because i was just trying to go through a bunch of films but you know with the video game now and uh, they had a Universal Horror Nights house mm. uh, with loads of merch being sold. They have their own Funko Pops, you know. So, yeah, I, I feel like it has gained a certain amount of popularity over the last few years. Was it successful at the time? Well, it had a budget of $2 million. Um, That's which, fairly hefty. Well, it primarily went on production costs. Uh, mm. The clown and visual effects were created almost entirely by the filmmakers at very little cost, obviously, mm-hmm. with them being a VFX team. Yeah, still looked great. Um, really look great and yeah i don't know how much it made but it wasn't a hit when it was in theaters i do know that and it became more of a cult classic and made revenue in action figures dvds blu-rays t-shirts and of course as i mentioned video game a sequel on the way yeah it's a horror film from 1988 Mm -hmm. if it had made money we would have had killer clowns from outer space too so I'm assuming it wasn't a huge success at the time because we didn't get a sequel. Yeah, I mean, I do hope that this uh, second film eventually gets made, especially in 3D as well. If any film from the 80s should have made use of the 3D gimmick that was going around back then, it absolutely should have been this one. I can imagine popcorn flying at the screen. Yeah. 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 Should we find out who's in it? Yes, please. In the section we like to call... Hey, I know you. Oh, I thought you were going to do it in an alien clown voice. Are you going to correct me every week on this? I don't do voices. <laughs> I don't do impressions. Well, you've got one week to learn Japanese, Hey, I Know You, before the next film. Uh, and then Fridays. No, there's nothing you can do for Fridays. Well, that's fine. Um, Grant Kramer. That's fine. I don't need to do fuck all. <laughs> Grant Kramer plays Mike Tobacco. And yes, the character's name is really Mike Tobacco. Uh, he, he was in New Year's Evil, Hard Bodies, Willy's Wonderland, Hang Fire. Right. <laughs> He's not a porn star. Mm-hmm. Driving Me Crazy, Murder She Wrote, Rest in Peace, Angela Lansbury. Oh, don't. Auntie Lee's Meat Pies, Love is a Gun, Leaping Leprechauns, Night of the Living Dead, the 30th anniversary footage, and lots oh, no. more. <laughs> Mike Tobacco, what a character name. Yeah. When has it ever stated his surname's Tobacco? Just, um, just I think it's just in the, in the credits. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, um, that's that's a very eighties horror B movie actor list there. <laughs> it is, um, and absolutely murder she wrote. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Rest in peace, Angela Lansbury. Yeah. Let's. Oh, start crying if we can. <laughs> Uh, Susan Snyder plays Debbie Stone. She was unfortunately in Return of the Living Dead 2. Um, Weird Science, Night of the Creeps, Remo, Unarmed and Dangerous, Fools Rush In, Femme Fatale, Murder She Wrote, Rest in Peace Angela Lansbury, Seinfeld, uh, The Night Before and lots more. Yeah. Okay, yeah, well, yeah. It's difficult to say anything about any of the cast in this film because, let's face it, they all do what they need to do. There's one standout. Yeah. One standout. Everyone else just does what they need to do because, let's face it, we're only watching the film for some certain characters. Yes. Um, in terms of filmography, it's very much what I expected. Yeah. Um, none of these people really went on to become particularly famous. Well, John Allen Nelson, who plays Dave Hansen, oh. was in 24, Crisis, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, Baywatch, Feast Free, The Happy Finish, Drop Dead Diva, Excuse me. Death Stalker Free, The Warriors from Hell, oh. Gay's Anatomy, so Grey's Anatomy, Friends, and you guessed it, amongst many more, Murder, She Wrote. Yes. Rest in peace, Angela Lansbury. Can you stop, please? Still in mourning, for fuck's sake. Well, it's a good thing we've got a film where the entire fucking cast was in Murder, She yeah. Wrote. John Vernon, the best actor in the film, John Vernon, who plays Curtis Mooney. Murder, She Fucking Wrote. Rest in peace, Angela Lansbury. Dirty Harry. Airplane 2, the sequel. Animal House. Savage Streets. Chained Heat. Curtains. Sweet movie. Murder, She Wrote. The A-Team. <laughs> Knight Rider. Dinosaurs. Heavy Metal. Sorority Boys. The list goes on. Court film star and a guy that certainly knows what he's doing. Yeah, the uh, I don't want to be too rude to the rest of the cast, but the only one you could kind of define as a really truly acting actor. You know that he, film. you know that he watched and studied all of the films he was parodying, yeah. and he does a fantastic he job. Probably was in a couple. He probably was playing that exact well. character. Um, yeah, John Vernon, in some of, you know, my sort of favourite films, B-movie films, um, very distinct voice, very distinct. He did a lot of voice acting as well, didn't he? Because he, he has that distinct voice, um, great comedic actor, as is evidenced in this one. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any additional... No, I haven't. Uh, um, I did know that he voiced Tony Stark in the Marvel cartoons of like the late sixties. Oh, okay. So he he was the voice of Iron Man in in That's... like the late sixties cartoon version of the Incredible Hulk and and such. Did not know that. Yeah. Uh, any wigs that you spotted in this film that belong to anyone else? So I spotted Vera Duckworth from Coronation <laughs> Street's <laughs> wig. Um. There's a, there's a lot of not many Nicole Kidman ones in there. No, there's there is quite a few wigs. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. there wasn't anyone else famous. I don't think there wasn't really anyone no. really else in the film apart from the annoying brothers. <laughs> and now it's time for our feature presentation. Where do they come from? Why are they here? 
Friday, May 20th at a theatre near you. Just outside the town of Crescent Cove, Mike Tobacco and his friend Debbie Stone are parked with other couples at the lovers la- local Lover's Lane. Um, we're introduced to them after a tour through the town, which includes our introduction to the cop Curtis Mooney. Uh, his first scene is just him spotting a kid walking across the street. He's like, you fucking goddamn son of a bitch. <laughs> so he is a parody of all those angry cops in horror films that never believe the kids when they try telling them that something's happening. But he hams it up to the extreme. His one character trait is that he hates teenagers. Yeah. That is it. He hates teenagers. Or 80s film teenagers who look about 10 years older. But he hates them and that's his one thing. Um, and he does it perfectly throughout the he does. film. I loved how the film starts with a Killer Clowns theme, yes. which is certified banger. Really, really good. Uh, it's playing on the radio. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> uh, it's oddly specific considering <laughs> what lies ahead. There's no one like, um, Sam, what's happening now kind of sounds like that song that was <laughs> been playing on the radio a lot. Yes, Killer Clowns from Outer Space by the Dickies. Uh, who have the Dickies done anything else? Yeah, they did the Banana Splits cover. Oh, that one, yeah, oh. yeah, Dickies, they're, they're a great punk band. Um, yeah, this is definitely one of their best songs, yeah. Um, and it's just, I love a monster movie where. And and I suppose you could call this a monster movie. I mean, they're aliens, so technically they're creatures, creature feature. Yeah. Um, I, I love one where where the the villains get their own fucking theme song. I mean, you got it in so many of the uh, kaiju films from the sixties uh, and seventies. Uh, and yeah, they're bringing it into the eighties here, and it's it, it works perfectly. Yeah, and it's got that dun 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 dun. Yeah. I don't, I can't remember what it's called, but it's very circus, circus music. It's circus yeah. music. I don't, I'm sure it's got a proper name. But... There are actually some interesting similarities here between this film and uh, this month's original versus remake Ooh, film. Tell us uh, about the Blob. it. Both have a first victim who is an old man living in a cabin and who has a dog. Both films have a decent cop named Dave who does not believe the young people and a crabby older cop who seems to have a grudge against young citizens. Uh, and the remake of The Blob was released the same year as Killer Clowns. Oh. So I, I do think The Blob was part of the inspirations Definitely. for this film. That yeah. it's parodying. Definitely. Um, and congratulations to Urs who seems to uh, who seems to have picked films that all connect to each other this month for the podcast for some reason. Yeah. Yanni Barba, Mask and the Exorcist, and now this with the blob. <laughs> yeah. That's for the Halloween classics. Rich and Paul Terenzi, uh the Terenzi brothers show up at Lover's Lane in their ice cream truck Ugh. and cop block everyone. The couples are fuming. They tell them to get out of there and they say, you want ice cream? You're not getting any. And <laughs> someone in the car says, we were getting any until you showed up. <laughs> yeah, a couple of knuckleheads. Every sort of 
80s cheesy horror film had to have them, didn't they? And this usually one, one we get two. It's usually, yeah, one. there's two. Two brothers. Um, they've got a couple of lady friends they have. in the ice cream van. <laughs> um, they, uh, the, the two ladies aren't best pleased, though, are they? No, no. When they, they parked it, we said, uh, they said they were promised as much ice cream or ice lollies as, as possible. Uh, but they never said anything about parking up. <laughs> and they tell them to fuck off, basically. Yeah, so they say, uh, all right, all right, keep your shirt on. To which one of them says, we intend to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Michael S. Bit awkward, so many couples in one place. It, it, is, a bit, it is a bit. It is a bit that, weird. That they're all sort of parked up next to each other. And every, all of them are trying to get it on. Yeah. Do the same thing at the same time. Bit creepy. <laughs> it's kind of an orgy. Um... I mean, technically, <laughs> kind of. If they started swapping, then it would be an official orgy. Yes. Yeah, there's a shame we don't get to see the kill clowns join in. Um, Michael S. Siegel and Peter Lacasi play the Terenzi brothers. Uh, they were an established LA comedy duo prior to the film. Uh, yeah. Amongst other appearances, they performed a comical ballet together in Cheeseball Presents. 1984. Comical ballet. Yes. Okay. That sounds awful. <laughs> yeah. Comical ballet with these two guys. Thankfully, we never have to watch it. Um, it's giving me kind of maybe a bit homophobic. Probably. Probably. Misogynistic. Um, Lovely. Mike and Debbie spot a strange glowing object falling to earth and decide to go check it out. Nearby, farmer Gene Green, <laughs> Gene Green, <laughs> believing it to be Hurley's comet, ventures into the woods to find the impact site. Where, in a bizarre series, of, do you know what? The impact site's on Lover's Lane, apparently. Well, yeah. From this moment onwards, I'm, I'm giving you a bizarre series of events. The rest of the film is a bizarre series of events. That's true. Um, him and his dog Pooh uh, go to... Uh, As in Winnie the Pooh. Pooh Bear. Pooh Bear. Go to uh, investigate a large circus tent that fell from the uh, fell from the sky. And uh, they're captured by mysterious clown-like aliens known as Clowns with a K. Like, like Candy with a K, for those who remember. Candy. From uh, Big Brother. Candy with a K, yeah. Gene Green notices Pooh missing and tries to punch the tent, but it's solid. Um, he's then electrocuted when trying to pull down the poles uh, that are holding the tent up and is zapped by Jumbo, uh, one of one of the clowns, using his laser gun. How do we know that Gene is a farmer? Kind of hillbilly-ish. Oh, what in tarnation? He uses words like tarnation and blue blazes. Yeah, he is the ultimate stereotype. I would love, I would love, love, love. We've never been to America, and we have we ever met an American person together? I've met a couple in in my life. Yeah, we've had American guests on the podcast. Yeah, no, of course. Um, yeah, excuse me, but I mean the kind of ones that say tarnation, no. and you know the kind of. Deep South Americans. I'd, I'd love to hear them talk I like mean, that. 
if history and uh, representation in films tells us anything, it may not be. It, it may, may not, not be, be real. It. <laughs> it may not be real. Well. Oh, yeah, they might not like her. <laughs> they may not like I, us. They might not like me to nurse. I see. I see. Um, Mooney brings two potentially. I put potentially gay punks to the police station. Potentially. Um, that he found drinking wine in the park. I believe there was a bit of cruising going on there. If you ask me, Can you, literally, he one of them says, "We were enjoying a wine town because it was such a beautiful evening." <laughs> I put in my notes. I was like, "Yeah, we get you, fellas. It's okay." <laughs> Mooney suggests that Hanson may have a thing for the fellas himself. Mm. They were definitely... That's... Yeah. Yeah. They, they're queer. Um, yeah, they're just trying to have a nice bottle of wine. They were just trying to have a nice bottle of wine in town. Um, he has an argument with his partner, Dave Hanson, who tells him he has no reason to bring the punks in, but Mooney locks them up anyways. Homophobia. Yeah. It, was, it was giving me homophobia. Definitely. Um, this is a massively gay film. I mean, even if you look at the designs of the clowns, they're all serving... They're all serving cunt. Um, charisma, uniqueness, nerve and talent for any straight listeners. Um, but <laughs> but they, they all... They, you know, they're all like drag queens uh, at Halloween. You know, not in an insult way. I mean, their costumes are stunning. It's... it's yeah. It's it's, it's, it's over gay. the top, but very bright. Um, there's only two females as and well. They make up for it. They make up for the rest of them. Exactly. So there's got to be some um, man to man. Yeah. Although I mean, who knows agendas? You know, it's never really that is, that is true. That 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 is true. I am going based on um, looks. Yeah. Yeah. That that is true. I do apologise if um, I've misgendered the killer clowns <laughs> from outer space. Mike and Debbie arrive to investigate the uh, falling glowing object. They enter the structure when they discover a complex interior with bizarre rooms. Mike can't figure out what's going on, so Debbie grabs him by his jumper and yells in his face that they're in whatever fell from the shooting star, and she realises that it's a spaceship. Mike is fucking cringe, he isn't is. he? He's <laughs> Fucking hell, he's putting on voices and acting Oh yeah, he does a really racist like Chinese voice. Yeah, like it's a fucking episode of Sesame Street or something. Just being <laughs> an absolute knob. I mean, you know, I don't want to speak on women's behalf, but fucking hell, that shit can't be sexy. She could do better. He also looks like he's 50. Um, it's a weird she one. She looks like she's in her 20s. It's a weird one because Mike Han Mike Hansen? Dave Hanson. Mike Hans Tobacco. How can you forget the name Mike of Mike Tobacco? Tobacco. Dave Hanson. Dave Hanson is Debbie's ex. But she's now going with Mike Tobacco. Yeah. Who she met in school. So isn't the police officer a bit too old to have been dating Debbie who was still in but, school? Yeah, he looks like the same age as her. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> It's the 80s. Everyone, I mean, everyone looked 35 across the board. It's true. And she blatantly just dated Mike Tobacco for his name only. Like, when you hear a name like that, you've got to date a guy Debbie Tobacco. called Mike Tobacco. Debbie Tobacco. <laughs> Why are you I obsessed mean, with hey, tobacco? Her you name. Know tobacco is, don't yeah, you? Yes, I do. Her name is a drag queen's name alone. That, uh, Debbie Stone, 
Debbie Stone is either a drag queen or a fierce news reporter in the 90s. Debbie Stone is Patsy Stone's sister from Out Fab. Okay. Well, it's not rest, actually. I rest it's my not case. actually, but no. it could be. I can't remember what her name actually was. I'm going with Debs. Debs Stone. Um, they find Jean Green's corpse encased in a cotton candy-like cocoon. Um, this is fucking insane that this is in a 12-rated film. <laughs> it's his bloody corpse inside a fucking candy floss cocoon. It's not bloody, is it? It, it looks bloody. It's, it's meant to be purpley pink colour. Yeah. It's meant to be the candy from the candy floss. It looks fucking grim. Yeah. No, I, I get it. Um, and the cinematography in this film is off the scale, like, with all the different colours and everything. It is in your face, and it looks great. It, it really does. It, it It's funny that they use so many sweets and, you know, popcorn and shit in this film, because watching this film and all the colours and the visuals and everything is like eating a fucking bag of sweets. It's, it's like a pop song. It's just so cheesy and in your face. It's it's fantastic. It's like for short sense. thoughts. Yeah, basically. Uh, and yes, to the cinematographer, that is a compliment. Um, do you do you agree? I know do I you... agree. Yeah, no, of course no, I agree. Wait for your input. Oh, <laughs> I don't think I need to put any input, did I? Yeah. Well, the set designs. <laughs> you, you can take the set designs and, and describe. Okay, let's take... No, no, seriously. Um, no, it, it looks fantastic. For two million, which isn't the lowest budget I've ever heard of, but it's not a huge budget, they do a lot with it. Yeah. It's very colourful, very bright. I find that the sort of emphasis on sweets and popcorn um, kind of helped it get away with being a family-friendly. Yeah. Because yeah. really, the idea of... You know, these people have died. Yeah. They are dead. You're looking and, at corpses. And spoiler in alert, <laughs> later in the film, they start drinking them. So they're devoured. <laughs> yeah. So these people do die. So it kind of takes the edge off of it. <laughs> it it's like when films do um, green blood. Yeah. To get yeah. away so they don't get an NC-17. Mm-hmm. They do green blood. I don't know what this... Is this post... Suppose this would be post um, PG thirteen. I think so. Yeah. Spielberg. Yeah. Is it Poltergeist was the first PG thirteen so, or something like that. So I don't know. Was this a PG thirteen? I in think it was America. PG-13. It's a twelve yeah. here. Yeah. Despite you know decapitations and corpses and people being devoured, mm. it gets away with it because of this candy coating. It's in the slapstick really. as well, really. Slapstick. Yeah. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, yeah, they're spotted by Rudy the Clown. I fucking love Rudy. Rudy is my favourite of the clowns because he looks just as high as the writers must have been when they were writing this. Mm-hmm. Like, his his eyes are always half open. He looks fucking baked. It's hilarious. Just like, just look for pictures of Rudy the Clown on, on Google. It's, it's so funny. They all kind of look out of it on some I think it's the hair <laughs> yeah it's I think it's just the clown thing it's such a weird one because clowns never really translated to the UK really yeah apart from in horror films as far as mm-hmm. I'm concerned growing up the only clown that I knew growing up was Doink the Clown 
from mm. you know WWE. That's the only one that I not, knew. Not Christy, no. Oh, Christy! Oh God, does Christy count? <laughs> yeah, I suppose he does. Yeah, that's yeah, Pennywise. But you know, I didn't, I didn't watch them when I was younger. But I would never have had a clown at a birthday party in no. the UK. We would never have had a clown from at a you know a birthday party. The clown references, like you said, Christy the clown. Whose whole thing was how unclown like he was. Yeah. You know, Doink the Clown, who, when I watched, was evil. Yeah. You know, John Wayne Gacy probably well, <laughs> translated yeah, to I the mean, UK. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. It's never been in, it's very American. The idea yeah. of a clown and a clown being a good guy mm -hmm. in any sense, which is kind of what the basis of this is, this film. Mm. The whole idea of a clown being a good guy and not being creepy yeah. or scary never translated to the UK, no, as far as it, I'm concerned. It's weird that Americans have them at birthday parties and such. I mean, here, the only place you'll find them is in scare attractions. I mean, you know, well, we, we obviously... The circus? No, we went to the circus. We, we went to the circus. Maybe they're in the circus when they're... There must be some... I think it's changed. I think it's changed UK, a lot. But not when we were the, the only place you'll find them that I think is is Scare Attractions. Yeah. I mean, we even had one as a special guest last last year. Yeah, last year. Mm. Um, for Pride Month. And, yeah, it's... They're known as scary. I mean, they creep me out. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's a big thing that clowns are scary. Uh, do you know what's even scarier? And do you know what I had at one of my birthday parties when I was younger? Fucking magician in my living room. Why would that be scary? It's just when you look at the reality of it, it's a creepy old man. He was really, really old and really creepy. And just okay, that's one magician. <laughs> you can't say all magicians it's are creepy. Set up his little magician stand thing in my fucking living room. This strangest memory um, explains a lot. And he's fucking pulling rabbits out of of shit in my fucking living room. Yeah. That's what magicians do. Does that not sound weird to you? What do you expect? David Blaine pulling out fucking ice But again, it's something you don't see these days. It, yeah, but it's... it's no, that's what he did after. Um, you don't... You don't see it these days, do you? If a kid has a birthday party, the most they get is a fucking bouncy castle. Um, or someone fucking dressed as Elsa from Frozen. I don't feel like... Yeah, I don't feel like birthday parties happen in people's homes anymore, necessarily. No. They go to other places. <laughs> so, hey, kids, pull this out of my hat. I don't know. I don't remember having many when I was younger. Poor me. Oh, God, I even remember his name. What was his name? Wizardy Woo! <laughs> Wizardy Woo. Wizardy Woo, if you're out there, <laughs> please write into the show. This poor old man being read to Phil for just doing what I he apologize. was paid to do. I apologise, Wizardy Woo, for slandering you. Don't sue me. I know. What was the rabbit called? We'll send you a free copy of Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I can't remember what the rabbit was called. Um, but yeah, Wizardy Woo and his, and his hat. His hat they fit many things in. So you didn't give the rabbit a name? Wizardy Woo and... I just want to know where he was keeping it that whole time. time. Where the fuck was he keeping that rabbit okay. that whole time? I mean, a poor rabbit. Uh, could you realise what magic is? Okay, 
You do realise what magicians do. Yes. But so you're saying, I was wondering where the rabbit was the whole time. That's the point. So technically he did his job. Yeah, but that's I'm, his. Yeah. as a grown adult, I'm more concerned for the rabbit. I'm sure the rabbit was fine. Well, not now. The rabbit's probably dead now. Oh, for fuck's sake. I mean, Wizardy Woo is probably dead now. Um, but just in case you're alive, please write in to us. We'll come to Manchester. We'll buy you a g and And we'll talk this over. Don't sue us. Um, sue us. <laughs> sue you. I'm defending the poor I hope bastard. you've stopped going around to kids' houses doing shows now. Oh my god, that's what he got paid to do. <laughs> we interrupt this. Right, people like you ruin everything. <laughs> Bloody hell. You didn't deserve a pie. I should have had that pie. How disrespectful. Poor Wizardy Woo. <laughs> wow. Anyway, back to the film. Um, what film? <laughs> so Rudy the Clown, looking baked, um, shoots popcorn at... Uh, at Mike and Debs, uh, from a Mike and Debs from a bazooka-like <laughs> weapon, uh, and then I, I've already gave you a bizarre series of events. One, but in the one of the most bizarre series of events in this film, he I'm sorry, try that again. Whatever he cha- he and Spikey the clown chase them with a fucking balloon dog that starts barking. <laughs> It starts fucking barking, and he's he's chasing he's chasing them with it. Yes. Sadly, they uh, they run over the balloon dog, oh, and another clown, and and they narrowly escape and go to the local police station with the clowns following behind. Yeah. So they report the incident to Hanson and Mooney. I keep going to call him Moody because he is Moody, uh, but his name's Mooney. Um. Yeah. So Hanson's Debbie's ex-boyfriend, and. Uh, Debbie says to um to Mike, is it Mike? It's just, I keep getting them mixed up. Is it a cop or a the, the boyfriend? boyfriend the, the boy Mike Tobacco. I'm gonna call him Tobacco. Mike yeah? Tobacco. So she says to Tobacco, she says, "I have a friend there. He'll believe us." I'm like, I bet you do. <laughs> and and <laughs> I'm assuming this is an acting choice for the film itself, rather than. The actress playing Debbie can't act because she's very over the top. Yeah, isn't I mean, she? she was in Return of the Living Dead too, wasn't she? It's a lot of, and with all due respect to Heather Langenkamp, because I think she does a great performance in A Nightmare on Elm Street, but it's very much, how can you say I don't take them seriously? <laughs> that kind of yeah. acting. It's like, popcorn? Why popcorn? <laughs> yeah, um, which I love. I love. It's a great choice. If it's a choice, it was a great choice for the film. It switches away during the sequence to show us Rudy outside of a shop um, doing an impression of an animatronic gorilla. Oh, yeah. And then we go back to the police station where Mooney's like, killer clowns from outer space. Holy shit. <laughs> and then, and then uh, Debs... Which is, is a great review for it? the film, actually. <laughs> Debs is like, excuse me, please. We're talking to Dave. And he's like, I told you I was just over there. Who are you going to believe, Dave, me or this little tramp? <laughs> That's quite a good impression of John Burns, <laughs> And then he says to uh, to Mike, he's like, I know you, you little fart. You hang around with the Terenzi brothers. And he goes on to say how he thinks it's the Terenzi brothers pulling a prank on the whole town. Yeah, which is understandable, to be fair. that That is quite understandable, <laughs> them pulling a prank yeah. on them. It's the others... 
So he's obviously just hates teenagers and he thinks everything is teenagers out to get him. So that's where he's coming from. When the others don't believe that clowns are capable of murdering people. Mm -hmm. So when they say, oh my God, these people dressed as clowns are killing people. They're like, clowns? Clowns wouldn't do that. Why would a clown <laughs> do that? Like, um, why are you not believing people when they're saying murders are occurring just because they're dressed as clowns? If you turn around and said, oh my God, there's a group of men in suits going around <laughs> killing people. They go, oh my God, a group of men in suits. <laughs> but just because they're dressed as clowns, you know? Maybe it's, you know, the the modern clown phenomenon that happened. Now, I, I hope this podcast episode doesn't blow up and wow. the, the clown sightings happen again, yeah. you know? Wizardy Woo, if you're listening, don't come to our flat dressed as a clown. We're sorry. Now Terrified 2 is out. You know, we might be getting them again. You never saw one, did you? No, but I was fucking terrified Weird that I would. I, I was, that was around a time when I was going on a lot of nights out and I was always shitting it. It must have been thought. boring though. Like, you see the videos and they were out in the middle of nowhere when like two cars pass in, the, in an hour because it's like <laughs> three o'clock in the morning. It was like, how bored were they? <laughs> you know, like really? Just waiting yeah. for someone to get Okay, past. don't egg them on. Fucking Through hell. Shit, YouTube video. <laughs> don't, don't encourage them. <laughs> sorry. sorry. Uh, Mike, Debbie and Dave go to investigate. Meanwhile, Spikey puts on a Punch and Judy style puppet show uh, for someone who laughs like Ricky from Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. This was a bit weird. So this guy, and he does laugh like Ricky from Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. He also has a mullet, I He's the only person there as this show's going on and he stands there and he, he looks the wrong side of 35. <laughs> And he's saying, like, ha, 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 this Punch and Judy show is so funny. Not kind of creeped out at the <laughs> fact that this is just happening. He's the only one around. Like, what is this? Like, the most awkward... Imagine, imagine you're yeah. in the middle of town and you were the only person in the vicinity and some random Punch and Judy started happening in front of you. Mm -hmm. You're not there to see it. It just starts happening. Yeah. Is that not the most awkward thing? Now... We're pretty awkward okay. people, let's be fair. But still, I'd be, so, I'd be like, yeah. what is going on? I, I do think that's part of the parody, though, is the fact that these people are just acting like morons the whole time whilst these clowns are getting ready to kill them. Yeah. And no, no one acts like normal human beings in all these little segments of them going around the town, but it's, it's, it's hilarious. True. It's true. Rudy trashes the shop, uh, whilst the shopkeeper, Mr. Myers, uh, struggles to tell him to stop. He's like, oh, 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 oh. Right. Uh, Dave tells... Sounds like he's getting in a hot bath. Okay. <laughs> Dave tells Debs uh, he's taking her home so she's not in danger when he, whilst he investigates she's a Mike. woman. Yeah. Fucking And hell. she's like, you're not my boyfriend anymore, Dave. He's like, just because I'm not your boyfriend anymore, Debbie, doesn't mean I don't have feelings for you. But Debbie, you, you've got to go home. Get out of danger. <laughs> yeah, for... Spoiler alert. Debbie going home is what puts her in danger. And uh, he threatens that if, if he doesn't take her home, he's going to lock her up instead. Um, the Punch and Judy guy. Yeah. Kind of, it was fine. But upstaged by <laughs> the queen in lingerie. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. She opens the door, uh -huh. holding a glass of Chardonnay. <laughs> 
and gets shot while she's expecting a pizza. Yes. <laughs> now, I don't... <laughs> Weird acting choice from this queen. Um, stunning. Absolutely stunning. Beautiful woman. When the clown's there holding the stack of pizza boxes, uh -huh. she only says, pizza. Yeah. Now, I don't know if she says it as if she's surprised that pizza has turned up because she didn't order pizza or she's thankful that the pizza she delivered has finally turned up <laughs> because the way she says pizza gives nothing away whatsoever <laughs> and it's haunting me and I don't know was she surprised to see the pizza or relieved that it had finally arrived driving me insane well hopefully she'll do a con one day so you can ask hopefully it's a bit like bowling for soup or bowling for soup yeah um yeah so they, they deliver a pizza and, and shoot it with the laser gun um and fatso it, that's seriously the name of uh the large clown tell <laughs> me your films from 1988 without telling me your films from 1988 <laughs> De delivers a valentine to an old lady uh, that she thinks is from her husband but no, um, she's also lasered, and they're lasered into the cocoons. So they're just killed immediately and put in these fucking cotton candy cocoons. Bloody hell. That was a mouthful. <laughs> you did well, then. Thanks. <laughs> Shorty... Cotton candy cocoons. <laughs> Shorty and Rudy go back to the shop uh, that Rudy was trashing previously. Uh, Shorty starts spraying shaving cream into Rudy's face. And they're just doing random shit at this point. It's hilarious. It's so funny. Um, Mike takes Dave to the site of the ship, only to find it has disappeared and left a large crater in its place. And Dave arrests Mike. Yeah, Dave does arrest Mike, not believing him. Um, then we get the iconic scene. This is the one that people remember the most, let's be honest. Yeah? Um, yeah. 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 So... There's a group of punks. <laughs> They're a biker gang. Because it's the 80s. Biker gang of people who are far too old to be hanging around on the streets. <laughs> Let's be fair. They all look like the the wrong side of foot. I keep saying the wrong side as if I'm like 22 over here. Um, they're all around 40 yeah. plus. And um, Shorty's there and they're making fun of Shorty for being a clown. So, Shorty magics on some boxing gloves. Well, they trash his bike first. Oh, they trash his bike, they do. It makes he him does. start crying. He cries, gets his boxing gloves, and punches the guy's head off. Yeah, after the guy's... After the guy said, <laughs> Go uh, what are you going to do? Knock my block off? <laughs> and he did. And it's, it's, it's one of those things where the comedy allows it to get away because this is a decapitation. I mean, yeah. if this was a Friday the 13th sequel... Like Jason Takes Manhattan. Jason Takes Manhattan did exactly the same thing. You know, Jason Takes Manhattan is not a 12. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I can't... I think it's a night. I think it's it the is. scene that people yeah, remember the I think most. So. Or at least horror buffs. It's just ridiculous. It's it so is. Ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And yeah, I, I feel like uh, Jason Takes Manhattan may have borrowed it. The year after. That was 89, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it was. I suppose yeah. it was, yeah. yeah. 
Um, and yeah, that's the most I, iconic I, scene in that film. I was going to say, I'm trying to forget Jason takes Manhattan. Uh, Jumbo goes to Big Top Burgers. And this is when we get... I, I find some of the actual horror-heavy scenes, some of the creepier scenes, come from Jumbo. Um, who goes to Big Top Burgers and tries to fucking lure a little girl outside with a hammer behind his back, ready to fucking bash her with it. Yeah. Um, really creepy. Um... I also question, why is this birthday party going on so late at night? <laughs> in Big um, Top Burgers. Yeah, in Big Top Burgers. <laughs> I'm like, sure those kids should be in bed by that point. Why is there a birthday party going on so late at night? Um, but yeah, really, actually creepy scene. Yeah. Uh, I think that's its way of reminding you, hey, this is a horror film. Um, I mean, we get a decapitation and then this straight after. Um, but even the soundtrack changes. Like, mm. all of the sound cuts out and then it slowly builds up. It's like... Okay, so you guys are fully prepared to make a full-on horror film as well within this. Well, it's it is slightly jarring. It yeah. doesn't happen. The kids, you know, said finish your dinner before you go out. Um, the parents completely oblivious to the fact yeah. there's a giant clown outside <laughs> staring through the window. But you know, uh, Mike and Dave travel to Lovers Lane Ooh. and realize they don't want Debbie to want each other. Different film. Uh, only to find all the cars abandoned and covered in the cocoon substance. Ooh. Back at the police station, someone calls Mooney and tells him their house is being trashed by clowns. He puts the phone down and has a rant about rich kids, so now he'd love to shoot them all. <laughs> uh, he receives more calls, including one from Mr. Myers, uh, where Rudy has now piled up a bunch of stuff on the counter. Uh, Mooney thinks that it's still the Terenzi brothers that have got the whole town in on the prank now. Yeah, yeah, stubborn old goat that he is. Hopefully he gets killed. Oh, he does. Yeah, because of his stubbornness. Slim the clown randomly runs a guy off the road whilst driving yes, an invisible I was a car. Bit like, yeah, I was a bit like, oh, <laughs> they really are killing people He's in this thing. He's floating on the road. He uh, and yeah, he just runs this guy off the road. Well, perhaps with the budget, doesn't it? I don't know, but I, wouldn't that cost more to have this guy floating along? I'm assuming there was some camera, camera trickery of sort, rather than having to buy a motorbike. And also the actual danger of having someone in full costume. Well, yeah. Not being able to true. see a fucking it's thing, true. probably, riding the bike. Uh, Big Top Burger, Jumbo sprinkles some, uh, sprinkles some popcorn in the trash, which seemingly devours a curious member of it staff. <laughs> so now we know that the popcorn is... Is it like um, clown, not clown eggs, but like Seen clown them. spawn, to put it politely? Like how tadpoles are mini frogs. It's clown spunk, basically. It's not clown spunk. They spunk popcorn. Um, yeah. Uh, classless. We, we then Absolutely see classless. Debs is getting a shower and the uh, clown spunk popcorn is uh, on the floor and starts moving around. So you know uh, where that's going. A bunch of... Uh... No, you don't. Well, you do, because it just fucking murdered someone. But you've just insinuated that it's going somewhere. Yeah, it's going to try and kill her. Oh, that's not how that came out. No, not like that. <laughs> She's in the shower. This is a 12, my dear. But do you know what Gary has put in the trash in horror called Trash Over? Of course, I always do. I always do. 
a bunch of people are waiting for a bus, uh, and Slim starts putting on a shadow puppet show for them. Oh, it's really nice. Which too. includes elephants, the army, um, a belly dancer, and finally a dinosaur. Mike and Dave witness this, uh, and then they see the dinosaur shadow puppet shrink the crowd of people, uh, and <laughs> Slim dumps them into a bag full of popcorn. <laughs> and they're gone um, shadow puppets acceptable at uh, your birthday party? Um, well, Wizardy Wood didn't try and do it. Well, this is the problem. I mean, I booked a magician for your birthday next year. Um, but seeing as you reacted well, to Wizardy Woo, if he's gonna do a dinosaur shadow puppet, I might, I might have people. to change. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I can't say I've ever seen shadow puppets in person. Maybe I have when I was younger. Um, but the, yeah, these are some elevated shadow it's puppets very good. from from it's Slim. Very good. Clearly, <laughs> really, oh. <laughs> um, they try to run him over, and he flies into the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dave tries warning Mooney about the clowns, but he thinks Dave is trying to run him out of his job. Whilst Mike spots the Terenzi brothers as they crash their ice cream van, and he tells them what's going on. Yeah, they don't believe him about the killer clowns, but they agree to drive him to Debbie's house as uh, Tobacco tells them that she has two roommates with big boobs. Yes. Yeah. And and obviously they would immediately find the Terenzi brothers attractive. I mean... Of course. Of course. Who wouldn't? Course. There's that comedic ballet dancing. Jumbo arrives at the police station and Mooney tries to arrest him, believing him to be a teenage prankster. But Jumbo detaches his hands and walks away. At no point does Mooney try and take the mask off. No. Like the clown mask that's very clearly, <laughs> you know, not someone's painted face. Um, well, maybe we're meant know, to believe it is someone's painted own. face. So. <laughs> what? Someone has a head like that? That shape? Yeah, but that that's, that's the joke. The fact that Mooney is so fucking up his own ass with uh, his hatred for teenagers that he <laughs> he wouldn't even consider taking a mask off or thinking it's makeup. Mooney uh, manages to get him into a jail cell, eventually, with the uh, gay punks. And Jumbo uses... What are they called? Those party-blowing devices. Oh. Yeah, what is that called? You blow it and a bit of string. Well, not string, but it folds out. Yeah, what's it called? One of those things. It's not a party popper, is it? No. Um, but it, it blows out and uh, it turns into a hand. Oh, that's really annoying. What is that called? I have no idea. No need for anyone to tell us because I'll have Googled it by then. So uh, it grabs Mooney and knocks him out. Dave returns to the station to find the place ransacked. The punks are now in cocoons. And Jumbo, in, in what is the creepiest scene in this film, and I'm really surprised they got away with it, uses Mooney's corpse as a ventriloquist dummy and it makes him speak and then fucking disposes of him onto the floor, throws him onto the floor, his hand's covered in blood and he just flicks it all onto him. What I don't get is that the killer clowns don't speak English. But when he's using Mooney as a ventriloquist dummy, well, Mooney speaks English. Well, one of them does an impression of Mike later on, so they're able to impersonate humans. Like a parrot? Yeah. Okay. 
And because um, Mooney says, the ventriloquist Mooney says, we're going to kill you or something like that. Yeah. But they, I swear one of them, uh, oh no, that's the scene I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they can impersonate human voices. Okay. Uh, Dave shoots Jumbo in the nose, which causes him to spin wildly and explode. Now you know how to kill him. Yeah, sadly, our queer punks didn't make it. No, they did didn't. They, they, they didn't. were turned into candy floss. Uh, Mike, Rich and Paul use the PA speaker on their ice cream truck, uh, driving around town, attempting to warn people of the clowns. Um, pretty much no one else around town. No. Clearly, the budget wasn't for the extras. No. <laughs> it's, it's quite a quiet town, except when people are needed. I think we're meant to think uh, that they've all been yeah. cocooned. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, go, yeah. Go they on, they go, are go, go. going around town. The clowns are going around town uh, with a giant vacuum, which sucks up all of the corpse cocoons. Oh, okay. Did I miss that? Uh, how did you miss that? It was a giant fucking vacuum. <laughs> oh, was that? <laughs> well, sometimes when you're making notes, you miss things. Yeah. Uh but yeah, the, at Debbie's house, because I do that thing when I make notes. <sighs> And I'm typing them up. And then I can't... Even though I know what I mean, if if the grammar's not right, then I have to go back and change it. <laughs> or if the spelling's not correct, then I have to make sure it's... Even though it's only me who's ever going to read these notes, and I know what I'm talking about, I still need to go back it's and okay. change them. It's okay. I've got the vacuum scene. It's okay. Thank you. And oh, you, you shamed me. Shamed me. At Debbie's house, the popcorn has now evolved into baby killer clowns and they attack her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, poor Debbie. Fresh out. Was she fresh out the shower? I did that very 80s thing where her hair dried like yeah. that. Like she has the big curly hair when it dried uh -huh. within minutes. <laughs> As she attempts to escape, she is intercepted by the clowns who trap her in a giant balloon. And Mike, Dave, and the Terenzi brothers witness this and give chase, following the clowns to the local amusement park where they've relocated their ship. Uh, a cop spots the clowns whilst they're all holding cream pies. <laughs> and he says, what are you going to do with all those pies, boys? <laughs> so he gets death by cream pie. He <laughs> gets death by cream pie. <laughs> Um, they keep throwing and now, <laughs> just, just so you know, actual cream pies. Um, I know you listen to this podcast, but actual cream pies. And uh, what they, else were people thinking? They throw so many at him. What else can cream pies mean? Uh, who knows? They throw so many at him till he melts into ice cream, and Shorty puts a giant cherry on top of him. Um, <laughs> he looks also out of fucking uh, not body mold. Street trash. Um, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> um, yeah. But more... Ice cream. <laughs> more like a sundae. <laughs> well, you know when you say Shorty puts a cherry on top? Yeah. It sounds like you're trying to rap. Uh, well... Like, you think you're... <laughs> it's your birthday. <laughs> anyway. Put a cherry on it like it's your birthday. <laughs> a journey in through a fun house, the Terenzi brothers become separated and fall into a ball pool... Where Rosebud and Daisy, two female queen killer clowns, are waiting for them. 
Yeah, really underused. Um, although I, I, I got corrected when I assumed their gender earlier, Gary. And that is, they have large breasts that inflate. Um. So, yeah. Okay, their names are Daisy and fucking Rosebud. It could be in, um, in drag. Could be. Could be. But anyway, anyway. Rosebud and Daisy. Um, the... Whatever, brothers. Terenzi brothers say, uh, are you Debbie's roommates? <laughs> <laughs> the only funny thing they said in the whole film. After Dave and Mike witness Fatso using a drinking straw to drink one of the townspeople's blood, they rescue Debbie and flee into a maze full of camp traps. Um, yeah, he literally drinks their blood from a straw. <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming what the cocoon does is melts their body into some sort of um liquid yeah like a you know um, and actually kind of delicious looking like vimto mm -hmm. um yeah that's what i'm assuming it does which is why they're in there for so long they uh, do save uh they do save debbie don't yeah, they they do they say uh <laughs> they save debbie by shooting the ball that she's stuck in. And uh, what's his name? Oh my god, I'm terrible with these names. Um, Hanson. Dave. The, the, Dave, Dave. Dave, um, he says, hold on, there might be other people alive in these balloons. And they say, no, it's too late. <laughs> <There we go. laughs> like, yeah, and the budget won't cover all those extras. <laughs> so they just leave them all. <laughs> yeah, and spoiler Debbie alert, is literally the only, and they're so lucky that Debbie's ball was the first one that they happened to come across, yeah. and then all the rest, all the other people, are just left there to die. And they are, you know, they're not saved. No, you know, it, it fucking it's, explodes. It's at the end of the film. The only spoiler alert: the only people who survive are the five main characters. <laughs> Everyone else is dead. <laughs> Which, considering how quiet the town is, and like Gary said earlier, the idea that they've all been, you know, put into these candy floss cocoons. The whole town is dead. Yeah. But we're kind of still given, like, a happy ending. Yeah. <laughs> we're a very quiet town now. Uh... <laughs> But it's like, oh, the day is saved. You'd be like, um, no, the day is saved for you five people. Um, and I don't even like the five of you. There's probably some much nicer, better people who have been killed. So this is not a happy ending. Um, but yeah, that that's coming up in a bit. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Got, a, got ahead of myself there. The trio find themselves surrounded by a legion of clowns. The Terenzis, covered in lipstick, uh, arrive in their ice cream truck and use the PA to distract the aliens. Um, yet the aliens look even more baked at this point when they start listening to the ice cream truck. Yeah, the idea is that on top of the ice cream truck is a clown. And they're pretending that this clown is the leader of the clowns, or I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's, 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 it's just... A gigantic clown marionette, uh, Jojo the Clownzilla, appears uh, from string on strings from above, 
and uh, destroys the ice cream truck. Yeah. Seemingly killing the Terenzis. Yeah. But Chris has already spoiled it for you. They're still alive. I was going to say, I don't like that word, seemingly. Dave creates a distraction and Mike and Debs escape before the ship begins to take off. Dave, using his badge to pierce Jojo's nose, uh, makes the ship explode as well as Jojo. Yeah. Oh, and all the clowns. And all the clowns and all the corpses. Uh, and everyone. And, uh, you know, Ev- people in the everyone balloons. who is not those five people. <laughs> because, like I spoiled earlier, the Terenzi brothers miraculously survived the uh, blowing up of their ice cream truck because they hid in the freezer. Because apparently freezers are immune to... Explosions. Well, Indiana Jones did it, so... Did he? Yeah, and King of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> he survives the nuclear blast. A nuclear blast? Yeah, by sitting in a fridge. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, you heard it here. Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull ripped off Killer Clowns from outer space. Then how come when I put some chicken in the freezer, it only has a month until I can... <laughs> Because Indiana Jones is only in there for a few seconds. Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, a clown car drops out of the sky and Dave emerges along with the Terenzi brothers who miraculously survived in the fridge. Um, yes. Before it was destroyed. The freezer. Oh, shit. As the group watches the fireworks created by the ship's destruction, pies fall from the sky and land on their faces. Uh, and supposedly, Clownzilla then proceeds to play the theme on his electric guitar whilst the screen fades to black with a message saying they'll be back. Were we meant to think that was Clownzilla playing it the whole time? I want to know, maybe. <laughs> I, I took that from Wikipedia, so... They'll be back. Yeah. Well, unfortunately... Well, they will be. I mean, it's they, being well, made. Technically, I mean, it's not a lie. Um, but I'm assuming they were setting up for a sequel. Yeah. Like any, any fucking horror film in the 80s, setting up for a sequel. Uh, it originally ended with the Terenzi brothers as the survivors of the exploding spaceship with Dave perished after killing the giant clown. But since the executive needed an upbeat ending, uh, they filmed the second ending that is in all the versions where Dave and the Terenzi brothers survive. Yeah, and then you get the cream pies at the end. So a cream pie happy ending. Yes. We'd love to see it. Yeah, so, we'd love yeah. to see a cream pie happy ending. Um... You can Google that if you wish. Please don't. Please don't. That's Killer Clowns from Outer Space. That is Killer Clowns from Outer Space. That, that, that was Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Yeah. 80s classic. Yeah. Yeah. Halloween classic. Yeah. And one that is perfect for this time of year every year. It's the kind of shit that you put on and you don't really have to think too much about. No. You can have a few drinks whilst watching. Uh, you can have people round. A big group of you can watch it together. And, you know, you're not going to sort of be like, shh, shh. No, I, you know, it's easy to follow. And it's horror goodness. Yeah. It, it's just one of those films that you put on when you don't want to have to think too much. Yeah. Absolutely. Unless you're doing a podcast just... episode, don't it? Bizarre <laughs> camp entertainment for an hour and a half. Yeah. All you need. Over the top ridiculousness. Let's get to the awards. Oh. 
biggest queen? Who have you got? Um, I'm going to say the Terenzi brothers' dates, who <laughs> refused their advances. Or the real housewife of Crescent Cove with her glass of Chardonnay. No, <laughs> well, mine is Jojo the Clownzilla. <laughs> but trying to kill the Terenzi brothers and just, you know, arriving, serving Kern and then dying. There we go. Biggest gasp, I've got Shorty punches a biker's head off. That That is true. That is true. Um, In this rewatch... It was the creepy scene where Jumbo tries to lure the young girl yeah. out of the birthday party because I forgot how creepy that was. Yeah. <gasps> Best dialogue. I have, you want ice cream? You're not getting any. We weren't getting any until... We, we were getting any until you showed up. Uh, <laughs> mine is, of course, what are you going to do? Knock my block off? <laughs> <laughs> And that's camp. I have Rudy and Spikey chasing Mike and Debbie with a barking balloon dog. Uh, I just put the wigs, darling. The wigs. The wigs, yeah. Um, yeah, wigs, wigs, wigs for days. Uh-huh. Hard to do them justice on a podcast yeah. um, episode, but when you watch, you'll realise what we're talking about. Yes. Ratings, I give it four cream pies out of five. Uh, I, are we doing it out of five? But it was out of ten. We did it. Well, I give it eight cream pies out of ten. I give it eight cream pie happy endings out of ten. Uh, masterpiece, trash the piece, trash or basic. It's closer to masterpiece. It's just, I mean, it's a camp masterpiece. Yeah, let, let's let's get it straight. It doesn't. It's not reinventing the wheel in any way whatsoever. It's not groundbreaking. It's just a fun time had by all you know so it, it's it's not basic it's not trash and it's no. not a trash to piece because it's all by design yeah um so it's it's probably closer to masterpiece but it's not you know it's not groundbreaking no. it's not oh you know it brings a tear to your eye it's such <laughs> cinematic goodness but it's it's a fun time yeah uh, available on Blu-ray and Video On Demand if you want to check it out. And if you enjoy this, I recommend checking out Night of the Creeps. If you enjoyed this, I recommend checking out House from 1986. Yes. Yeah. Very 80s, very goofy. Mm -hmm. You know, a another, I would say, gateway horror. Yeah. Uh, definitely. But if you accidentally watch House from 1977, the Japanese film, you can't go wrong either. Exactly. <laughs> If you're a fan of Killer Clowns from Out of Space, let us know your favourite Killer Clown. Uh, we are Horror Court Trash Over on Facebook and Instagram. Horror... Favourite Killer Clown? Yeah, from this film. Who was yours? Rudy. Obviously. Oh, Rudy. Yeah. Well, I mean, I biggest queen is Jojo, but still Rudy. Just yeah. Kinda... I liked... Um, I suppose I felt sorry for Fatso, because he had such a horrible nickname. <laughs> uh, and we're words. Horror Court Trash on Twitter. Um... <laughs> I'm dead at Gaz92 on Letterboxd, Gazmo205 on Instagram, and GazCruise92 on Twitter. I am Chris Barker823 on Instagram and Letterboxd. Give us a rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, like and follow on everything else. Give us a rate on Spotify. We've got a lot of episodes coming up. Uh, Friday, in case you missed our Instagram post, uh, Facebook post, Twitter post, whatever. Uh, we were going to be giving you our BFI London Film Festival highlights from this year. 
but it's been a crazy busy month and because we live in Manchester we have a very limited amount of films that we can watch for London Film Festival on the digital viewing library um, and we simply just didn't want to half ass an episode for you guys because what's the point in that? Yeah, at the end of the day, we wanted to recommend some films from London Film Festival. Um, and if we haven't watched enough, then we can't really recommend No, we did see some at, um, at yes, home in Manchester, some of the bigger ones. Um, and we will be telling you all about those tacked on to the end of our The Blob Original versus Remake episode on Friday next week. Yeah, because thankfully they were amazing. And yeah. we do recommend them. Yes. <laughs> and uh, Friday this week, we're not going to leave you without an episode. We've replaced it with another Halloween classic from the 80s. We'll be discussing Chopping Mall. Chopping Mall. Love it. And next week on Tuesday, we will be discussing the horror masterpiece that is Audition. Ooh. Yes. Now that is a masterpiece. Yes. And we will see you same time, same place on Friday. Bye.